Hey there, it's Huang with Hand Therapy Secrets and welcome to my show where I want to share with you different techniques, different people, and even tips that you can use right away in your therapy practice. So this episode is going to be talking to a good friend of mine. She is a physical therapist. Her name is Jessica and she specializes in release. So stay tuned. You're going to hear a little bit more about how she works in her practice, how she works with OTs that specialize in the same thing she does, myofascial release, and share with you some tips that you can use right away with any of your patients. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome. My name is Huang with the Hand Therapy Secret. This is my good friend, Jessica. Jessica, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone who watches this. Majority of the time, uh, people who are here watching hand therapy secrets they're occupational therapists occupational therapist assistant physical therapist as well but everyone here has an interest in specializing in hand and upper extremity types of issues but no matter what the background is that they, they are really interested in upper extremity types of issues so tell everyone a little bit about you and where you are and your company yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, Wong. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is Dr. Jessica Papa, and I'm a physical therapist, and I specialize in treating patients with chronic pain. I often see folks who have tried a lot of traditional methods, and they often say they, they've looked on their own, they've searched for relief, and finally they make their way here, which we're trying to change that, so it's more of not a last resort, but a first choice. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, and I also treat health conditions and concerns. I specialize in a technique called myofascial release and it's something that I as a physical therapist can do but OTs can get certified in it as well as even speech therapists believe it or not. The fascial is everywhere in the body so when you really think about and that's really one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is because as a certified hand therapist we deal with a lot of people with chronic pain like I just taught on CRPS, which is a chronic pain type of issue. The majority of the cases tend to be like post-distal radius fractures, but you can have CRPS on any part of your body that has a fracture, has an injury, or anything like that. Absolutely. And what do you, so one of the things that I wanted to do also was I wanted you to come on and kind of tell a little bit more about your specific technique but potentially even share with the therapist who watch like something that they could use right away absolutely i'd be happy and to. it could be in any part it doesn't have to be the hand it could be something with the neck or the shoulder or the elbow something that that um, that the therapists who are looking and watching and want to learn that they could almost take back and use right away 100%. I would be happy to. And one of the best ways to learn is to treat yourself. So I have thought of a few good things to share with all of your listeners and followers. So we'll definitely go into that. And to get to your first question about what is my fascia release, fascia, like you said, is basically what we're made of. It's about 70% of what makes up our body. And it lays over muscle the first layer, if you can all see the orange behind me, that's how I explain it to my patients. It might be a good analogy for everybody listening. I've always wondered what was up with your... I know. So around... How do you even say the name of your company, like your physical therapy clinic? 
the Italian way would be arancia, but I say arancia, it's easier for people to understand. And it means orange in Italian. I'm Italian, so I had to throw that in there. Awesome. Um, You're 100% Italian? No, three quarter. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my, so, my greatest friends are Italian. Absolutely. Got <laughs> From Italy. I like to have easy ways for patients to understand things and break it down simply. Yeah. Okay. So, the, like the segments of an, an orange is how you. Yeah. So, basically, if you think of that clear layer that covers each slice, that's how I explain the top layer that lays over muscle, like a piece of chicken, even the clear yeah. layer that over that, the casing orange over it. Sounds so much nicer. <laughs> so, if you think of that clear layer, where it's like that superficial layer of. Tissue yes. body, but it goes all the way down to the depth of our body is also known as the ground substance. But if you think of it as orange, that outer white hard layer that's dried out, that's mm -hmm. like the deepest layer of our body, which gets solidified over time as it's depleted of the hydration that we're made of water. And so if you think of different things in life, like maybe patients come to hand therapists after surgery or fall yes. or trauma. And they're like, yeah, that layer all the way down to the cell level gets very gunky and dried yeah. out. Yes. So my fascial release can help restore the natural fluidity of the tissue and bring back the gelatinous layer, that fluid layer of tissue, so that when we move, it's not painful and we don't have tightness and tension, but it's more fluid in nature because that's largely what we're made of as well as water. But we can't just drink it back. We can't. Yeah. You know, Do like. you still tell your patients to drink water, though? It's good. It's water is awesome to drink, but when you have these, it's not the cure for the restrictions. It's yeah. gonna just be like pouring water over a rock. It'll just slake right off the surface because we have all these tight, gnarly restrictions. Yeah. Away and it solidifies our system. So okay. when we do authentic fascial release, it helps to open up the space in between. It's also known as the interstitia. Uh -huh. So that connective web starts to have space. So as you drink, the water will permeate through down to the cell level and really restore mm. us such, at a such a deeper level. Ooh, awesome. so, fascial release is a wonderful tool to add to your treatment program to really understand that it is the only system to touch all the other systems in the body, which is really cool to think about. So it mm -hmm. lays over muscles. So you can't really have full strength of the muscle if you have fascial restrictions that lay over right. it. Mm -hmm. nervous system so even just i'm a huge nerve person yeah so think of a fascial restriction in the neck and shoulder area right maybe like okay. behind that scapular yes it can equate to up to two thousand pounds of pressure per square inch on any pain sensitive structure so crushing pain that's two horses on your shoulder Imagine all the nerves laying under there, just hyper excited because you have this nasty, gnarly fascial restriction yeah. for it, which in turn is affecting your hand and causing you to drop things, right? Yeah. And we might think, oh, your hand is so weak. Like, let's address the hand right that's away. Me. But what about this gnarly restriction up here that's putting so much pressure on the nerves and muscles that then cause you to drop things? Really teaching therapists to look for the symptoms, but we want to look deeper for the cause. We can treat yeah. the symptoms. We want to look elsewhere for the, the root cause. And it's really neat in terms of muscles and the origin insertion of things. When we know from our training in school that you know, we have to memorize everything, our, all the origins, insertions, actions. But when it comes to tissue, 
it's a one, it's a unanimous web from head to toe. So we talk more in terms of regions because a shoulder restriction, um, it's not going to be necessarily on one part of the shoulder. It's going to be global. It's going yeah. to connect the shoulder, the wrist, probably all the way down. Yeah. Well, um, it's impossible to pinpoint a specific nugget of tissue. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a huge effect on the whole system. When people find you, are they looking for a specific technique or are they like, are they aware that you do myofascial or are they just coming to you because they have chronic pain? So it's a little split right now. A lot of patients find me organically on their own because they want a holistic approach and they want to find relief, but not short term. They want long term lasting right. relief. So those are the folks that kind of search me and find me on their own. But then I have a, another pocket of therapists or patients rather that find me on a therapist directory that just okay. specializes in this approach. And they okay. come and say, hey, I know you do this. I just want this. I know it's for me. So okay. there's two different types of patients, but they're all in chronic pain. Yeah. So it's very similar to how people will find occupational therapists who are certified hand therapists. Where if you are, if you become a certified hand therapist, you go into a database, but we certified hand therapists tend to be known for post-surgical stuff. Okay. They tend to be sought after for post-surgical stuff. And I'm a huge believer in, um, like I did a video, I think talking about like the piece of the pie, like most of the time, there's people who have injuries, they fall, they need surgery and stuff like that. And that's just one piece of the pie, but there's all these other people that have chronic types of issues and they just, if they keep going to a very traditional base mill of a clinic, they're not necessarily getting someone who's going to look at everything and dissect it from those levels. Um, Absolutely. So you guys, as someone who's myofascial specialized, you have a database too. And that's how people... Um, you don't have to be on it, but I would highly recommend being on it because it's one of the things that distinguishes what you do. And just like you said, yeah. a patient who's had surgery, OTs are in an amazing position to do some really different techniques that people might not understand or think of as an OT, but this is the thing. Like, Yeah, and it's not OT, PT. It's I want to help someone to become more independent, to live a certain lifestyle without pain. So I cater to, it's funny, I say I cater to an older population, 40 plus, but actually we got a ton of young people and we got a ton, young, ton of young people with nerve types of issues. We deal with a lot of nerve entrapment, actually have someone who came in, she actually came to me a year ago and she was very much, I want to do everything on my own. She wanted to do a one time thing and that was it. But she came back recently and she has numbness in her thumbs. And I just had taught on the different nerves. And so I was able to rule out all their nerve issues. I was able to rule out carpal tunnel issues. And I knew from the thumb that it was a radial nerve type of issue. But she was so restricted and I couldn't, but she had neck, shoulder, and thumb, and she doesn't have pain 
right? So sometimes we use the word pain, but they're just uncomfortable, right? It feels really tight all the time. And she had very specific numbness. And I was like, okay, like I knew it was a radial nerve type of issue. And this is how she would be. She was like, if I bite my thumb, <laughs> let normal here. And I do it on this side, it's numb. So I told her, yeah, we got to find out where it is. Getting entrapped, you know, what's getting trapped, where it was. And one of the hardest things is that they have to understand it's not one visit. And I love that you're highlighting that because for anybody, especially the new grads who might feel that pressure to get somebody finished with their plan of care quick, you're feeling it, but you have to remember and really do your part to educate your patients and let them know that this didn't happen yesterday. It's not going to get fixed overnight. And if you do want a quick fix, you might not be in the right place because you're not right. in quick fixes. Yeah. Do you often also tell them that it probably predated when they started to feel it? Oh yeah. Because it's literally what I always explain to my patients is what they come in for is usually like the needle that <laughs> threw them over the edge. It's literally right. the needle that broke the camera, the, the hay, whatever. What's that say? I can't come up with a saying right now. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it's usually you have to peel away the layers. And I like to use a layer analogy again, because what they feel when they first come to you is the last straw. And yes. they forget because they've numbed it out in the beginning. They've pushed through it. No offense, but men, a lot of times men mask it or they, they think, you know, it's, going to get a better the next day they can go through it and yeah. just not, the pain is your body's sensation to withdraw so when you feel something that's less than pleasant it's a signal that your body's trying to tell you you have to listen to that otherwise yeah. you know, something yeah. never hurts and you don't understand why what do you say to people when they're do they come into you for numbness or do they come into do they come into you for sensory disturbances or do they just come to you for pain all sorts of things i've got okay. patients have numbness I have patients that so what do you say about the numbness what do you say to them when it comes to like numbness stuff same thing is we have to detect where it's all originating from so we're peeling away the layers we're figuring out like you mentioned if it's the thumb if it is radial nerve root or for me my first thought was okay she probably has several anterior transverse processes that are rotated we have to take the snags out there oh, a lot and it kills me, but they always go for the back. You have to get in the front because this is the area oh. that's getting short. And so I want to hear this because, yeah. So see how we're getting to the same thing, right? We know it's not from the hand, but our approaches are completely different. But, and I was working her next, but she was definitely entrapped in her thumb. But I want you to tell me your anterior approach. Share that with us. Yeah, so... After I've done a full posture assessment, what I do is I take a view on my iPad in four different ways. I review it with the patient and then we agree together, hey, here's where it's probably coming from. So okay. after, and I wanna just say this, after I've balanced the pelvis, then I work my way up to the neck and the thoracic. I clear the thoracic diaphragm and then I go higher up, looking for that nerve root specific. And I'm gonna use my thumbs and I can check on myself first, but I'll okay. go right behind SCM posterior to it. Okay. I'm feeling on the patient when they're laying down on their back, each one. And I'm feeling for the heads of those transverse processes. What okay. I wanna do is I wanna feel which side is higher. Yeah. 
side or the left side. And right. usually you can tell by the pelvis, they mimic the pelvic alignment. And so it's so easy once you soften your focus with the postural assessment to get a sense of what side might be rotated in the neck, which affects everything distally in the shoulder and arm and hand. But when I'm feeling for those snags and rotations, the, the thing that I don't ever want to do is force them back to being neutral again. I'll go watching that. Of course, this is all through training that you learn in, in the barns of my fascial approach, but we're going in the direction that it's already going first. Because if you think of a stuck drawer, sometimes it's helpful to push into that stuckness yes. up. And that's what we do with the body. We never go abruptly against the direction it's already going. But once okay. we held it in the direction, let's say it's rotated anteriorly, we're going to go in that direction and wait. Yeah. We're going to the opposite direction and it eases up so much faster and longer lasting because we didn't force. If you yeah. don't force, it's such a tender area anyways. Yeah. will brace and then that's going to prevent you from doing anything. Yeah. On guard. It's the same idea. If you're pushing into pain, you're going to just get more pain and a fear of that pain and guarding. So you're actually pushing into an area that feels good for somebody. Your body's already doing that. And then it's going to relax and then you could pull it out of that pain. You really, like I was saying, to try things on yourself. If you go back right by where the mastoid process is, I just take two fingers like this and I go mm -hmm. right behind. And I first go inward. You can feel that space there that it's like a squishy space in. And that's like where we have 13 different neck muscles that attach on either side. It's a really therapeutic mm -hmm. point to release for people and on ourselves. But what I do is I trace all the way down. So I'll come all the way down the front of the neck. And you have to be careful. Obviously, the SCM is there. Your just sticks straight out. Where is mine? <laughs> I fixed that shit, and now it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for all the viewers, just turn your neck, and you'll be able to feel that SCM kind of jut out and go right behind that. Find up to the mastoid process, and you really want to just glide down. Think of them as like two escalators, and you're just cutting down, and you're feeling where you get stuck. It's right here. So I'm gonna wait there and be gentle, mm -hmm. but you're gently compressing in and slowly your hands will go down on their own when the tissue releases, but it's a really great way to open up the front of the neck. And the more important thing is you're assessing what tissue you know, is stuck and what needs to be released so that you can go back to it and find the snag with the transverse process. So the terminology you use the, is a very mulligan um, no, I've sort of, are you, do you do mulligan too? I have taken mulligan courses, but I lend the terms and I shouldn't do that, but. But you can, but I just find that there's certain pockets of people. I've been a therapist for a long time, so I've taken a lot of different courses, but I, it's funny because when you're a new grad and I remember being a new grad, uh, like you're just so overwhelmed with so many things. But then after a while you start taking it and you're just trying, like for me, I, I try to find a lot of commonalities and stuff. And I find that you just find the approach that you like just naturally gravitate toward. Absolutely. And then you'll see that certain things are just very similar. Like so the myofascial stuff, is again moving into the good side so i'm a total motion release person i don't know if you've seen the tmr stuff but they do more active stuff but they always do the move into the yummy side move into the good side and there's a lot of things that talk about that a lot of different techniques that talk about 
moving into the good part, moving into the side, the area that doesn't hurt, the least side that does hurt. So it's very similar in the myofascial aspects, right? In, in that respect of not wanting to go directly onto a pain sensitive area, if you can address the areas around any painful structure, it's going to help that painful structure. It's going to help loosen that indirectly. If you can yeah. start with an indirect technique, the patient will feel more trusting in you and more yeah. relaxed and it'll help desensitize the other tissue. Now, let's yeah. say you mentioned CRPS. Let's say you had somebody like that who you can't even go near them sometimes. Yeah. You have a patient who was bit by a dog and got it. Yeah. Uh, so wow. I wouldn't even touch that side. I would yeah. always work on the opposite side, balance the pelvis, and yeah. finally now we can work above and below on that where the bite was. Right. Uh, she's slowly getting confident, putting that foot down on the ground and She's made tons of progress, but it's not like an overnight thing because it's yeah. a to regenerate. Yeah. But the more you can teach them to do on their own, the better they're going to get there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. That's nice. I think people are going to be able to do something specific with what you showed. My lady, huh? Back to that real quick, because there's one more thing that you can do in addition to that. Okay nerve patient for herself. So I'll just turn my cameras on a little bit. And this is a really great wrist extension sharing technique. So okay. The wrist, and it's also great for the desk workers, typers, mm -hmm. or even people that are on their phones a lot, is that you want to open the wrist this way. And what I usually have people do is if they're in a sitting position, I'll just tilt, I'll stand, I'll leave like I'm sitting, but I'll have them rest their elbow on their knee this way, their hip, and I'll have them open up palm on palm. But so you can see you're getting into that carpal tunnel yeah. and the retinaculum is there, that thick band that lays over the nerve. So you're opening up, but what you do is the reason why it's hand in hand, you're compressing first and then without sliding or gliding, the direction's going down, but you're maintaining contact is the stretch piece. The difference between myofascial release and most therapies is that we're not using any sliding or gliding. It's constant compression constant. stretch combined, but without any like movement like this. Okay. Literally ah, okay. How much pressure? Because I always hear my stuff is being light. Okay, I'm really glad you asked that because this is a misconception and I want to clear it up for anybody listening. Tell us. <laughs> Authentic myofascial release, I'm talking about the John Barnes approach, is 20 millimeters of mercury. So we want, we don't want to do five, we want to do 20 pounds of pressure per square inch because if you're under that, it's very like surface gelatin. Yeah, it's not enough. It's like similar to, there's another gentleman's approach, the craniosacral approach. His is very light and it's still good. It's just okay. that this approach goes down to the depth layer and we all as individuals have a different depth barrier. And what I mean by that is for you, let's say I treated your shoulder and I, what I would do is compress down into the shoulder and I would wait until I feel a natural stop. Think of like your hand sinking into sand yeah. and you yeah. feel that natural stop. We don't want to make you brace and tighten, but where we feel like there's no more room to go, yeah. that's yeah. where we call the depth. And then we apply the stretch at the same time. Yeah. And the time is another huge component. It needs to be a minimum of five minutes or more. Ah. 
And within that time, that's when interleukin-8 is released from your body, which is your body's natural anti-inflammatory releaser. So instead of having pain pills and anti-inflammatory, yeah. you're going to have your body release it naturally. And it's a phase transition, basically, that happens. After about 90 seconds, it's called piezoelectricity, so pressure electricity that happens, which mm -hmm. kicks start the next phase where your body starts to open up that interstitial web. So mm -hmm. as that web is opening your hands and you can sense the tissue softening, but that's like the fool's gold. That's where most people would give up. You mm -hmm. wanna maintain that compression for at least five minutes really so their body can have that interleukin-8 released. And that's the best thing that could happen to okay. help. So it's very, it's a, it's a sustained pressure basically. So yeah. there's not a lot of, oh, let me move all over the place. Let me push and pull. And that's something that's really important for the therapist listening to know because we all want to be doing something, but. Yeah, it's that sensation of I'm doing a lot. Yes. It, but you can do a lot with very little. You're doing so much. And the best thing you could do is really take a class. If you go to the website, myfastrelease.com, you'll see them there. But it teaches you how to really be patient and help better teach you how to feel because if we're talking if we're trying to keep the patient entertained we can't fully focus on what we're feeling for one and they're not either even though they might say they are there's no way they can so it really teaches us to understand what's going on left brain and explain that to them and then win their trust but then turn the right brain back on even more and help to soften into what you feel so that you can be more perceptive on those subtle releases in the fascia. Also, see where the rest of their body is responding because another thing that happens is just pretty cool is a vasomotor reaction where blood comes to the surface, right? Mm -hmm. Down a region, the rest of the body can light up. For an example, I had a patient who came to me for chronic back pain. I was working, doing a lumbosacral decompression and all this area got beet red. I could feel the heat. I could see the heat. I didn't wow. say you're right, bright red, but I later on, I she dialogued wow. with me and she revealed that she had a trauma and she was abused and there was more to the history wow. that didn't automatically come yeah. up. So you always have to have your you know scanning eyes on because there's things that we can't see over clothes. It's great to have a tank top on or shorts yeah. so you can really see the skin. Yeah. Um, Patients aren't going to always come out and tell you these things, but it makes a big difference with the treatment approach because if it's a chronic pain patient, especially these emotional holding patterns can strain us physically and we don't mean for them to, but it's the mind body connection that sure. we also need to be aware of for a chronic pain patient. Yeah. Cool. What I'm going to do for this video, I'm going to include your link. Of, can I include your link of your company, of your website? That way, there's where are you located again? We're located in Cranston, Rhode Island. Okay, there you go. So, if there's any occupational therapists or physical therapists or wanting to reach out to learn more about myofascial, they could come to you. And do you have a YouTube channel? We do have a YouTube channel right now. It's Arancia Physical Therapy. You can okay. find on there. Our website is aranciaphysicaltherapy.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Awesome. You can find the book on Amazon. Yes. Show me your book. You book. Yes. This is the book, Conquering Mystery Pain, How My Fashion oh. Can Help Heal You. And cool. this is a really cool book because you can flip around. You don't have to go in order. 
you okay. can find a diagnosis that interests you or there's also 10 therapists some of my closest colleagues that share their stories in here as well as six or seven of my own patient stories a lot of science i made sure to beef it up with the research okay. um, so i think something for everybody. There's two great OTs in here. So yay! I find that a lot of OTs are uh, going into, so you said you do a certain amount of pelvic health and I find that, um, so OTs have always done for the longest time, bowel and bladder types of issues. You've always spoken about pelvic health, but in a more functional way. And I think it's not as sexy to talk about bowel and bladder. <laughs> But OTs have always spoken about it and treat it in a, in a very specific way. Um, but it's all relatively related. But now they've, I'm noticing more and more OTs going into that pelvic health type of issue because it is beyond bowel and bladder. Because they, they, OTs talk about sex and stuff like that too. But pelvic health is a little bit more all-inclusive of that. Um, as an OT, you really can do everything a PT can. It's really like a label that is a little yeah. limiting, I think. Yeah. Um, a, a kind of an approach, but I think you can then, just like in, in the realm of PT, you can go myofascial, or you can go McKenzie, Mulligan, OTs do the same thing. You can go more neuro-based, geriatric-based, hand-based, but all those types of techniques are still there. But I really love myofascial. Are you doing something specific to teach more and more new grads and OTs and PTs in that realm of your style? Because maybe a hand therapist, but I'm out there teaching people like my style and everything I've put together and my approach to things and my critical thinking of thinking through problems. And I think there's a lot of need for that. Absolutely. I'm glad you asked that because I do have a course that's going to be launching soon in the next few months and we'll have a separate YouTube channel just for that course. And it's for students, current therapists to learn about the myofascial release approach. I won't be teaching the techniques in particular, but it'll be more about the theory, the science behind it, what type mm -hmm. of population will benefit from it, some self-care techniques for therapists as well as students. A lot of yummy things that I haven't mentioned are going to be in there too, but it's going to be a way to tie in what you already know as physical therapy and make it more honed in on getting a patient the outcome that they really want. Yeah. It's not just a tool. It's really like how to use it for the outcome. And so yeah. it really helps in the evaluation sequence and then the plan of care and all the way to the end result of they don't need to rely on you anymore, but they come in for, let's say, a tune-up. And we yeah. should do that. I love me some tune-ups. <laughs> Working people who just come in because right. they want to make sure things work well. Yeah, you have one house. That's, you that's have a whole other topic. Or I can get into that, but I know you got to go. I really appreciate your time. And what I'm going to do is in the description below of this video, I'm going to include all your info. And I cannot wait to take your class myself because I want to know. I want to learn from you. And as soon as you get that out, I will pass it along to all my readership people who are in my program now. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited and thank you so much for having me on here. I look forward to getting this course out there for all you guys. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Wong.
Hey, thanks for listening to Huang's World Podcast. If you are brand new to the hand therapy world, head over to my website, www.handtherapysecrets.com, where you can get started with some of our free guides and paid programs for both OTs and PTs diving into the world of hand therapy. Or if you've been listening for a while, watching on our YouTube channel, and you think you could benefit from developing and moving your career further along in hand therapy, reach out to me and my team at info at and tell us exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if you know someone who could benefit from today's show, please share. Thanks. See you on the next episode.